Yes, welcome to the podcast, everyone out there in sports and athletic land. We've got a lot of work to do today, but it will probably be a, a one uh, podcast that doesn't have to be too long. If you're listening and you've downloaded or you're in a quiet space uh, to take some notes, that would be fantastic. We are going to talk about um, several different things today, but I think, uh, first of all, I'll put you on your landing page here, which is we are in an area that we call it inner mind sports, your emotional landscape. So today's topic is about self-esteem. And I want to talk about this in relationship to what it is versus self-worth. Now, self-esteem is that you have proof, internal proof, that you're good enough. Self-worth is that you put a value on that. So if you're a tennis player or golfer, you play hockey, basketball, volleyball, you put a value on what you do. For yourself. You didn't have to be compared by anybody else. You didn't have to be told that you were really good. Self-worth is a little deeper sense of who you are and why you play sport. Whereas self-esteem has got a real great inner mind definition. Are you ready for this? Self-esteem is equal going from A in the alphabet to Z on your own or Z. So self-esteem is about starting something and finishing something on your own for yourself with a meaningful commitment. So when you grow up in a family, especially when you're really young, your parents are always trying to support your self-values. And so they'll tell you you're great and your grandma will pinch your cheek and tell you you're great and your grandpa will give you that, you know, um, big punch in the shoulder and say, add a boy, add a girl. But when it comes down to it, self-esteem means that you had a project out in front of you, which was yourself, and you finished strong. You became an athlete, let's say you're a goalie, and you got in the net, and you became a tracker. You finished strong in each and every time you went out there. So because I'm in growth and development, and I've spent 40 years uh, helping kids be their best and families, I witnessed many, many different forms of parenting. And I've got to tell you that uh, parents out there, this is the best investment you will ever make in your son or daughter by letting them have the ability to go from point A to Z on their own. That's how self-esteem is built. It's storage of information in the mid-cortex of the brain, and that gets pushed to the front of the brain for that person to make a decision. So if someone is undermining that child and totally taking over, or partially taking over, or always leading and always guiding and always finishing up, um, a parent who says, don't worry about that, I got your back, um, I'm kind of concerned. What do you mean don't worry about it? Your child needs to finish that project and on their own. So this was never more evident for me in my early days. Um, I helped out the city of Calgary in their parks and recreation department. And incidentally, you know, I'm an old lady now, but I was uh, 14 and had to be paid an honorarium because I couldn't be put on the legal payroll. 
So obviously I've been um, really interested in the development of children, youth, and young adults for a while. And I was teaching a class where I had a number of young uh, kids that were had different types of skills, let's say. Um, let's take a footnote here. I don't use the word disability. I certainly don't use the word handicap or those people. Uh, this is ridiculous language. Um, most people who have developmental delays, there's something within the brain that's miscommunicating and it's not that their standard of skill set is lower, it's just that they might need a little bit longer or they, they have difficulty focusing or they have a disease process that um, incumbents their health. But you know what? I see John for John and Mary for Mary and you should too. So it's not the blind guy in Ward 55, get it? It's Frank, okay, with a visual impairment, and Frank is an awesome painter, <laughs> get it? So this is about painting. I'm in a class, the kids are all given wooden birdhouses, they're very excited, and they get to paint their own birdhouse. So I'm watching, and this is called a blended classroom, so there are people with different skill sets, and there are... Um, a number of children who are very high risk or high and then high speed. Those are kids that are very um, unfocused at times and might find sitting in a chair painting a birdhouse uh, just to be the worst task possible. But at the time I was a very young instructor and thought, well, everybody can paint a birdhouse. Well, I'll paint a birdhouse. Let's get going. And yet I remember this one boy distinctly who wanted to use uh, the color red. And he wanted to paint his birdhouse red and everything was going to be red and he was just into the red paint and the brush was uh, flying and he was in joy and happiness and then you know he got halfway through and he just didn't he didn't feel it anymore like that task was over and it was done and it was finished but his mother in comparison to all the other people in the class couldn't bear the fact one that he used red paint which she disliked very much and two that he didn't finish the birdhouse so she proceeded to uh, move her chair over to his art desk area and begin the process of putting blue paint on and painting over the top of the red and finishing the birdhouse. Well, I very much uh, like this boy because he was outspoken. He might have had a partial speech uh, delay, but he was able to really articulate how he felt. And he said in broke, his broken language, um, Mom, your house and just pushed the birdhouse towards his mother. In other words, he was saying, I started that, I liked where I was at on it, but you redid it for me, and i it's not mine anymore, it's your birdhouse, mother. So what was he, what was he really telling her? He was telling her that if you keep finishing what I'm doing, I will never feel like I am valued. My self-esteem will be lower. So I asked a five-year-old, what do you think self-esteem is? And he just said, well, he didn't say the word self, he just said steam. Steam is when you like you 
and you like what you do. Okay? That is coming from a very young child. It's self-esteem is when you like you and you like what you do. So I want you to write that down. I don't care if you're an Olympic coach. I don't care if you're a parent of 10 kids. I don't care if you, you know, uh, have never had this dialogue about self-esteem before. Because that five-year-old boiled it down to is that you like you and you like what you do. Let's write it down. You like you and you like what you do. So if you define that for yourself, you can't, you can't have that taken away. Nobody can take that away when you actually finish something for yourself. So you, you may have ridden a bike with training wheels, okay? You, you could have been sh uh, taught to shoot a basketball with a lower net. You could have finished a sprint and there was 10 people out there and, and maybe you came in 10th, but you finished. Do you get what I mean? So early in my career, I've worked with people with various abilities. It's never a disability. You all have various abilities. And a very good parent is one that isn't embarrassed about that child's birdhouse that wasn't up to par with the rest of the kids. A very good parent wouldn't paint it any other color. A great parent would look at that high-spirited boy and say, I like this because you did this. Not me, you did this. You performed the best way you knew how. So let's apply don't paint your own kid's birdhouse to sports. Parents, if you're listening, it's a concept of, you know, stop, stop, please, packing up the hockey bag. With your young ones, with your little guys, your Timbits, for sure you want to get in there, kneel down on the carpet in the living room, and yet he or she should be with you packing that bag, not you packing it. They pack it. Now, if they leave out their skates, which they tend to do because they're so excited about their skates, but it's the last thing in the bag, then you can follow through with making sure safety-wise that the skates are in. I did have a parent a number of years ago that took my don't paint your own kid's birdhouse talk to heart, and their kid didn't put their skates in their bag, and the dad said, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to do it. He's going to get to the rink, and he's going to understand that he forgot his skates. And he probably will burst into tears and he won't be able to go out on the ice. But that'll be the last time that he'll ever forget his skates. He'll take responsibility. So there are some harsh lessons when it comes to self-esteem, right? Uh, especially when somebody says, no, I'm, I'm not going to make your lunch kit uh, for school. You need to, the night before, make your lunch kit, put it in the fridge, make sure it's ready to go. No, I'm not going to do your laundry, but I will show you how to do the laundry. And then once you do, I'll supervise that and make sure that you're safe doing it. And when you get used to doing it, you'll be doing it in college. Yes, indeed. Self-esteem. Let's look at the definition again. It is when an individual can take a task of any kind in sports, in school, in family, in life, and finish it from point A to point Z. And then when they actually stand back and look at what they built or what they did or what they learned or the skill that was enhanced, they can own that they got the ball over the net. They can own that the hockey puck either was stopped in space 
before it went in the net. They can own the fact that they chi they're chipping and putting single touch. They can begin to understand that they are in control of only what can be controlled and they have to leave the best and the rest behind sometimes. So sometimes you're not going to be able to outperform everybody on that soccer field and you got to know that. But I'm not going to paint your birdhouse for you. I'm going to ask you, what's going on today? How's your touch out there? Are your feet working? Can you see the midfield? Can you direct? Can you communicate? I'm always going to put it back on you. Good coaching is not about comparison. Good coaching is not yelling at your athletes. Good coaching is putting it out there and letting that team, letting that group of people or that individual athlete finish on their own. Now, when it's all said and done, you can be there for them at the very end of it all. And uh, this is another example, and I don't know why I'm talking so much about art today, but I love art. When parents um, look at the picture that their young child has painted, and they go, well, Johnny, I just love your bear. And Johnny looks at his mom or dad, and he's got big boo-boo face, and big tears are welling up because he, he didn't draw a bear. He drew the next-door neighbor. <laughs> and you thought it was a bear. Really embarrassing, if you know what, I, what I'm saying to you. So when your child brings you art, you say, tell me about your art. Tell me about what's on here. This is so exciting. This is beautiful. Tell me about your hockey game, if you would like to. Do you want to talk about your game today? Do you want to tell me anything about your game? Not, oh, Johnny, you played so great. Oh, Susie, you were out there just giving her. I mean, the kids don't want to hear that. And especially when they reach their preteens and teens, here's what they want to hear. They want to hear from you that you are proud of them and that when they want to talk about their game, you're there. You're there to support them. So they get into the truck and they slam the door and they're all upset. You just say, you know what? I'm here to support you. So when you want to talk about it, let me know. Or you look upset, so I guess we'll just table this, and when you're ready to talk, let's talk. Instead of these infuriating conversations where you're trying to lift them up, well, your team did their best, and, and you played really hard, and it's just too bad you lost today. you got to lose that, parents, okay? Self-esteem, going from point A to point Z, so when they want to talk to you about their game, they will. Just let them know that you are there for them at any time and that you have big, big ears to listen with and a big, big heart to love them under all conditions. So this is what Coach Lori just saying to you. Don't paint your kid's birdhouse. And kids that have a birdhouse, I want you to paint it any color you want. But at the end of the day, can I tell you something? You need to finish. You need to finish it the way you think it should be. And then walk away, step away, and say you did your best. That's what self-esteem is about. So if you're a sports psychologist listening to this, I want you to know from a neuroscience point of view, and maybe you know this already, that information storage is about our past experience. And when we're developing self-esteem, we've got to take those activities from our past, push them into the present moment, and say, have I ever painted a birdhouse in my life? And if you haven't, think about something you have painted. 
because it's just paint and it's just a brush. So you can do it. So we've got to mirror these things that we've done before or something that is similar. So I always say to youth, when you go for that junior driver's license, what have you driven before? So have you rode a bike? So you had, you had sort of a steering wheel, you had handlebars. Have you ever been in um, an ATV before where dad, dad let you take a rip out there? Okay, so you, you know that you, speed and speed control is important. So again, we need to relate as brain scientists better to our psychology friends to let them know that self-esteem is built and it's done from A to Z. It's conceptual concepts that I did this and if I can do this, dot, 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 maybe I can do that. That's what self-esteem is. It's not about all this positive psychology, encouragement, tell your kids whatever. That's a given. That should be a given. That should be every day that you're doing that. But when it comes to allowing them to make decisions, give their opinions, ask open questions, and don't be involved in giving them advice unless they ask at the end of a game, a tournament, or a competition. I hope I've got my point across to you today. This is Coach Lori signing off as always, and thank you for joining this podcast.